Hey guys, welcome back to another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. I'm Justin Michael. It is Tuesday, March 23rd. I'm going to be honest, I intended to record this on Monday evening, but after the events that happened in Boulder, I just, I, I didn't quite feel like, hap- you know, talking about sports and you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to spend a, a whole lot of time talking about, you know, gun laws or anything like that. I'll just say my heart goes out to the families of the 10 victims lost and I, I'm just I'm just tired of this, guys. I'm I'm tired of feeling this way. I'm tired of having to text loved ones and ask them if they're okay. It just it stings. It stings. I mean, a grocery store grocery store I just don't get it I just don't get it um yeah my my heart goes out to Boulder I I really don't even know what else to say we're gonna we're gonna talk basketball on this one and and I hope that I can provide a distraction for you guys and obviously you know we'll we'll talk about this game plenty throughout the week it's just it's really hard to focus on sports during times like these I mean I mean, I'm I'm a human being like anybody else, and I'll be honest. I don't I don't quite know how the Buffs played that game last night in the NCAA tournament, and I know they lost to Florida State, and they struggled, and and I just I I can't imagine what was going through their minds, and you know I know I know sometimes you have to to go to work or you know do your thing under unfortunate circumstances, but. Just from a human level, I mean, you got to be compassionate and and know that they were thinking of their community, and and it's unfortunate for them, obviously, you know, given the magnitude of that game. But I just feel so bad, and, and I wanted to say that I'm thinking of Boulder, and we will persevere. I'm just I'm tired of this stuff hitting so close to home. I'm just tired, guys. I'm tired. But uh, like I said, we're gonna. We're going to try and focus on on something else. And, you know, that's basketball. Obviously, it's a really exciting time for Colorado State men's hoops. It's not the NCAA tournament. You're still in the NIT, the only team in the state still playing postseason basketball. That's significant. A chance to keep it going. Uh, before we get into that, though, sure, you know, you've probably heard how great the mortgage rates are right now. Mike and Virginia, they are not your typical mortgage company. They have phenomenal rates. Yeah. But what makes them different is that Mike is a certified financial planner. He looks at so much more than just the rate when designing your home loan. They're a small family-owned company, so you'll always feel like a person, not a number. You gotta love that. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. Mike in Virginia, they're going to work tirelessly to find the best loan for your situation. I'm telling you. They're the best in the business. Visit dnvrmortgage.com or give Mike a call directly at 970-412-2472. That is 970-412-2472. Or one last time, you can always go to dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. All right, um... Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and bring the energy up a little bit. I know that the beginning of that podcast was a little bit, you know, solemn, but it's just tough times right now. Um, 
We got a really intriguing matchup coming up against North Carolina State on Thursday. A chance to play an ACC team um, on ESPN. That's always good for the brand. An opportunity to prove themselves against a quality opponent. I mean, I think back to that Duke game last year, and it was just a a cool chance. It's not quite that. It's not, you know, you're not facing Coach K and Cameron indoor, but you're still facing a team that's, you know, historic and, you know, traditionally competes for the NCAA tournament. Just looking at it on paper, though, it, it could present some matchup issues for CSU just from a size perspective. This this is a lineup that's really, really long, bunch of long boys. Um, they're 13 and 10 overall, five and five on the road, one and one in neutral games, seven and four at home. One thing that kind of jumps out to me, they were 1-7 against Q1 opponents, so they really struggled against top competition. Did go 3-2 and two in, in Q2 games, 3-1 and one in Q3, 6-0 and oh in Q4. More or less took a care of business against some of the bad teams. They did win five straight to close out the regular season, including a win over top 25 Virginia. That's a big deal. They held their opponents under 70 points in four of those five wins. Also held their opponent, Davidson, under 70 points in the opening round of the NIT. They won that game 75 to 61. They're they're playing the best basketball of the season. I mean, Nico Medved said it best. This is a team that's, you know, figured it out, and that's always dangerous. I mean, obviously they're gonna be hungry to keep it rolling. I think, you know, any team that gets hot at the end of the season, they're gonna want to keep it continuing into the postseason play. It's not the NCAA tournament, but it is a it is a really good field of teams this year. And so far, I mean, all of the games have been really competitive, so I'm excited to see how this one plays out. I am going to play some audio from Medved uh, talking about James Moores and the improvement that he's shown this season, as well as, you know, rebounding some keys to victory. Uh, Before I get into that, though, you know, just kind of glancing at this team and what I've learned so far, if you're going to beat NC State, you're going to have to keep things tight on the glass CSU was really able to do that against Buffalo, and it was massive. I mean, Buffalo is the best rebounding team in the country at 44 per game. They only finished plus two in the rebounding margin against CSU, though, and that was a big, big factor, as was CSU's ability to value their offensive possessions and, you know, protect the basketball. Turnovers have been a big issue for this Rams team throughout the season, and it's been kind of frustrating because, one, the talent level of this team, but to the intelligence level of this team. I mean, they they understand what they're trying to execute on offense. They just get a little sloppy at times, and it's it's really plagued them. I mean, it cost them, you know, dearly in a couple of games. They valued their possessions. They did have 11 turnovers in that win over Buffalo. I mean, that's a few too many. You'd like to keep it under 10 when possible. But, you know, given the pace that they play at and the the increased tempo, that's usually not that likely. I mean, as long as you're not going too far above that 10 mark. I I consider that a pretty good game. It's when you get around that 15 mark where you start to worry and it just, it's hard to get in a rhythm when you do that. And you know, when this offense is functioning best, it's when they're playing inside out. It's when they're swinging the ball around the perimeter. It's when they're getting a lot of different guys touches. When you have that many passes, you are going to turn the ball over a little bit. I mean, it's just bound to happen. It's those games where you get somebody like Isaiah Stevens having like, you know, seven or eight where it's like, oh, gosh, what's going wrong? There's just going to be hard to win when you do that. You know, I'm not I'm not this isn't rocket science or anything like that. Win the rebounds, don't turn the basketball over. You're going to be pretty competitive in most matchups. 
but it's going to be especially key in this matchup against North Carolina State, just given the size that they have. And you also want to limit, you know, offensive rebounds. That was one thing that really jumped out in those Utah State losses and really against some of the the taller teams throughout this season. NC State, they've got a six foot ten forward, DJ Funderburk. What a last name. He's had double digit points in nine of the last ten, had 21 in the win over Davidson. That's a tough draw. I mean, a junior forward, a guy that's played a ton of basketball for this team. But it's an opportunity for James Moores to step up. And I'm I'm interested to see how he handles it because I think he's played really well down the stretch against some really quality opponents. I mean, Niamis Keita, Orlando Robinson, uh, Nathan Menza. There are a ton of really good bigs in the Mountain West. And I, th- I felt like he got chippier as the season went on. You know, we started to see him, you know, as his confidence rose, so did his attitude. And I like that. I want a five that can bang in the paint a little bit. You don't want him to get, you know, intimidated or punked down there. He showed a toughness that is really impressive for a redshirt freshman. And I think a big factor there was, you know, he got to work out with some, you know, pros in, in New Zealand during the offseason. They didn't have any COVID cases down there. So he didn't get shut down like, you know, everybody else did. I think back to talking to David Roddy and how he was having to work in the offseason you know, like in his apartment and stuff and in his garage. Moore's, you know, he had a lot more flexibility in New Zealand and he got to play with the top professional team down there after, you know, going up against grown men and then, you know, handling himself against Orlando Robinson early in the Mountain West slate. I think he just started to feel himself a little bit and that's always big, you know, look good, feel good, play good, all that stuff. Um, I'm interested to see how he handles this one. All right, I'm going to play that audio from Medved here in just a second. And then I'm going to kind of talk about the NCAA tournament a little bit. It was a really fun opening weekend. Went 3-1 and one on bold predictions. Unfortunately, Ohio did fall to Creighton. You know, I guess I probably should have saw that one coming. I mean, the Cinderella story rarely goes all the way to the Sweet 16, but there are a couple of them. I mean, we got Oral Roberts in the Sweet 16. They made me a decent amount of money. And they kind of proved that Florida was, you know, really not that good. I'm a big Trey Mann fan. I was surprised they were able to get through Virginia Tech. Anyways, there was a a lot of fun stuff, so we're going to talk about that. But like I said, we're going to play that audio from Medved talking about the importance to keep things tight on the glass, limit turnovers, and then, you know, what he's seen out of James Moores this season. And then we'll keep the show rolling. into the Buffalo game, you said your team's going to have to be really into rebounding if they're going to have any chance to win. You know, they kept things tight on the, on the glass in that matchup. This is another team with great size. Is, is the, the battle on the boards going to be a big factor in this one as well? Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I agree with though. I, I thought when you look at that game the other night, I mean, um, we battled them, you know, tooth and nail on the glass, one of the best rebounding teams in the country. Uh, I thought we got back on defense like we had to, and we took care of the ball. You know, I, I thought we did those three, those three things pretty well. Same thing. You know, we're used to being undersized most nights uh, um, at, at, at different spots, and so it's nothing new for us. But, yeah, obviously, you know, they're a big team. You know, they start, you know, 6'10", 6'11", on the interior, and so um, we're going to have to do that with great, you know, um, team post-defense and team rebounding. You know, you've had a lot of praise for James and, and the growth that he's, he's shown in his game this year. 
in a lot of ways, do you think getting baptized by fire, just kind of having to go up against Kata and Menza and some of these just Orlando Robinson, some of these great bigs really set him up, you know, for this matchup, given that NC State's got a, a lot of size, a, a lot of really talented bigs? Absolutely. No, I mean, he's in, in our league. I mean, I know people like to say the mid-major. I mean, I just you, you've got players who play as well as anyone in the country in our league. I mean, and, and, and uh, you just named, you know, several of them right there. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's that. And as time goes by, you start to get confidence. James is also a really competitive guy. James is a, is a competitive guy. Uh, plays physical, uh, um, you know, and, and I think you give those attributes and then he starts to get better and better. The game slows down for him. Um, you know, he's really been a, really been good for us that way. And I thought he battled his tail off in that game against Buffalo. And if I know him, I, I won't expect anything different for him Thursday against NC State. I asked the same thing to David. Um, you know, watching the NCAA tournament play out and, and you know, like you said, the mid-majors, they, they don't get the respect, but clearly they're making a run in the NCAA tournament. Have you been able to enjoy that or is it hard to just think, you know, oh man, if we only got a shot, that could have been us. You know, I, yeah, you enjoy it. It's college basketball. Like I said, I'm a little bit of a baby at first, you know, and you're like, I don't want to watch NCAA tournament, but of course you do. You watch and a lot of them are your friends and people that you know and respect, you know, so, so absolutely. But, you know, I, again, I, I bristle when people call the mountain West a mid major. I mean, I, I think that, you know, whatever the term you want to use, I mean, when you when you look at, you know, our league and the, you know, Atlantic 10 and the America, I mean, I think we've obviously we're a multi bid league. Um, but when you see some I've been in the one bid leagues, too, you see some of those leagues that are winning. But, um, you know, when you have experience, um, when you're together. Uh, uh, um, and you know, you have something that you believe in and believe in each other and you can win and, and basketball is different. These are one games. This isn't best of seven. This isn't, you know, you just got to be better for 40 minutes. You know, and oftentimes what happens is you have a team that plays and it's a different style maybe than they've seen all year. And it's just something and you try to practice and mimic that, but it's very, very difficult to do. And these teams are good at what they do. And so that's what makes March Madness great. And so um, it's been, uh, it's been fun to watch and um, it's going to continue to be exciting here. The tournament is in full swing and the action has not disappointed. We've had multiple 13-4 upsets. We've got number 15 Oral Roberts in the Sweet 16. Chaos, insanity, the Pac-12 is dominating, the Big Ten is choking. What is happening? All I know that is Gonzaga is amazing. DraftKings Sportsbook America's top-rated sportsbook app is putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $1 on any tournament game and if your team wins, win $100. It's that simple. Wow. Bet $1, win $100. Sounds pretty easy to me. Pick any college basketball game that's still in the hunt for your shot at winning $100. All it takes is a $1 bet. I mean, there's no better way to put your basketball knowledge to the test than putting where your money, where your mouth is. And the best way to do that is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if college basketball is not for you. DraftKings has 100 to 1 odds on select fighters for this weekend's UFC 260. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up for your chance to turn $1 into $100. If the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the win, that's the code DNVR to turn $1 into $100. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older, Colorado only. 
New customers only. Restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. It was a wild opening weekend of the NCAA tournament. We had upsets galore. A lot of fun. I mean, a lot, a lot of fun. Exactly what we've been craving after not getting to experience it last spring. My bracket, it's still okay at this point. I mean, I know talking about your bracket is a lot of like talking about your fantasy football team. Nobody really cares. I have 10 of my Sweet 16 teams correct. Uh, Three of my Final Four teams, both of my championship teams still. So I'm feeling pretty good at this point. But, you know, we all know how fast it can it can just kind of collapse on you. I will say, and this was something I was discussing with RK at the bar over the weekend, the legalization of sports gambling and just like sports betting and be able to live bet on every single game. That's kind of made me, you know, not quite as interested in my bracket. I mean, I'm competitive. I want to win. It's just how I am. Um, I know it's silly and I find myself rooting for, you know, the team I picked usually, even if it's, even if that's, you know, not necessarily the fun storyline because it's just like, ah, but I want to get it right. I kind of hate that about myself. This time, though, I was able to to loosen up a little bit just because, you know, like Oral Roberts, for instance. Obviously, you know, I didn't have them upsetting Ohio State in the first round, but their odds were so juicy. You know, I threw some money on it in that first game and I ended up winning. And then, you know, with the with the Florida matchup, I really liked it after seeing how you know, they were able to beat the Buckeyes and it wasn't exactly like they played tremendous. I mean, they were just kind of jacking up threes and hoping they would go in and Ohio State didn't really, you know, they didn't have an offensive run of their own in them to counter it. And then, you know, I just, like I said earlier, I didn't think Florida was that good. So the same deal, I threw, you know, five bucks on a, and an odds boost. Shout out to DraftKings for odds boosting that to plus 500, you know, and then it was a lot of fun. No, I didn't have Oral Roberts going to the Sweet 16, but I was able to, you know, win like 70 bucks on their two wins. And that's awesome. So I'm, I'm really enjoying the added bonus of sports betting being legal. I will say I'm doing a lot better on my picks uh, before the game. So I got to just kind of trust the strategy. You know, a lot of my coworkers, they've been live betting a lot and they've had a lot of success there. I haven't had quite as much success with the live bets. Um, I've been on Texas at halftime and they then obviously lost to ACU, so that didn't get that one right. Um, I did win some money on Arkansas. They went down, you know, big in that Colgate game in the first round, and I was able to hop on that one at plus money barely. But it's just fun. It's fun. It changes the whole dynamic of watching March Madness that can make you, you know, care about any game. I, I care about all the games anyways just because of, one, I'm a massive college basketball fan, and two, like I said, I'm competitive and I want to get them all right. You know, I I like, you know, correctly picking a 12-5 or a 13-4 or whatever. Wasn't ballsy enough to pick a 15-2, I'll say that. But it's just been a lot of fun. So, you know, I I hope, you know, everybody's enjoying the DNVR bracket challenge. It's cool. We got like 170 plus entries in there. So it was awesome to see the amount of participation and, and you know, everybody seems to really be, be into it. There's a couple of brackets that are really quite impressive. You know, some teams, some people still have all four of their final four teams alive. If you're one of those people, shout out to you. That is damn impressive given, you know, what we saw with Illinois going down, Ohio State going down. Michigan survived. You know, it it looks kind of shaky against LSU, but Michigan did manage to survive. I'm 
I'm really intrigued by that region because I think Alabama is better than them. And and I said it on the selection show reaction. You know, I thought Alabama deserved to be the one seed given that they won the regular season conference title and they won the SEC tournament. I just felt that should, you know, give them the edge over, you know, either Illinois or Michigan, but it didn't play out that way. And obviously the the Big Tens really let us down. The SEC and, and Pac-12 have really done well. So far, though, it's definitely been all about the upsets, you know, North Texas winning and Ohio winning. And man, UCSB, they were dang close to upsetting Creighton in the first round. Corey McLaughlin, what a stud. There have been a lot of instances with that. You know, Jason Preston, he balled out for Ohio in the opening round. It's It's been a cool opportunity for some of these mid-major teams and really talented players to showcase their ability on, you know, a national landscape. And that's what the NCAA tournament is all about. It, it makes me a, a little bit bummed because I think, you know, what could have been with CSU? And obviously, I played that question that I asked to Medved. Are you e- even able to enjoy the NCAA tournament, you know, just watching all this play out or can you just not help but think, ah, that should have been us. And he was a good sport about it. And I think, you know, it's, it's human to think, oh, if, you know, a team like Oral Roberts could make a run, why couldn't we given, you know, what CSU accomplished in the regular season? I, I definitely think they could have won a game, maybe even two, who knows? It would have really depended on the draw. I mean, if you get, you know, just a tough draw, like Loyola did as an eight seed, they're able to make the best of it and upset Illinois, but you know, most teams in that position aren't going to do that. I just, I just wish we would have gotten a chance to see them, you know, compete, especially just given all the weirdness. It feels like, you know, this year would have been a really good opportunity to just go out and hoop. You know, there's not really a home court advantage for any team, just given the, the limited capacity. I mean, the certain van bases are always going to out travel others, but it's not like an instance of where they can just, you know, stack the arena and really, you know, put the odds in their favor. It just would have been, you know, two teams going out there and playing basketball. And in, in that situation, shoot, I'll take, you know, I'll roll with Isaiah and Roddy and this and all these guys. They've got a great shot. I mean, they're, we've seen it all, all year. They went into Viejas and they got a win. They took down Utah State on the road. They gave Boise State their first conference loss. There's no reason to think they wouldn't have been able to do it. That said, you know, they're going to have to take care of business in the NIT. Um, I'm excited to watch that on Thursday night. That game will be on at the DNVR bar. I know it wasn't included on the initial graphic posted on social. I got a couple of people tweeting me about that. Uh, That was just an oversight on our creative team's part. I promise you that game is on ESPN. It will be on at the bar. We're opening at 4 p.m. every day this week. Go down there. It's, It's a lot of fun. It would be cool to get some CSU fans down there just enjoying the game. I was there for the Buffs game on Saturday, the big win over Georgetown. And I got to admit it was electric in there. And I found myself with all my coworkers getting excited, almost getting caught up in it. Not like flat out rooting for CU, but definitely not rooting against them. I suppose. Yeah, it was a weird, it was a weird situation. I felt, I felt weird about it. (laughs) Anyways, uh, we'll have plenty of coverage throughout the week. Looking forward to the sweet 16 and elite eight next weekend. I'll be talking about that as well. I just love college basketball. This is the best. It's been a really fun tournament. It's going to get even weirder. Let's see, you know, can Gonzaga get it done? Are they the team of destiny? Or are we going to get another Adam Morrison moment where they, you know, blow it against a a power opponent? We shall see. 
I will say with the way they were able to just come back and really put it on Oklahoma after a slow start, I'd be pretty nervous if I was the rest of the field. Uh, Baylor looks amazing though. They seem to have figured out their issues. All right. I'm, I could talk about all these teams if I don't stop myself. So I'm going to end it. We will be back with more content throughout the week. Shout out to everybody that listens to the Rams pod. Uh, we will be talking about safeties on the draft pod. If that's your thing, Broncos brought back Kareem Jackson and Justin Simmons. Man, that secondary is shaping up to be awesome. All right, that's all I've got for today. Stay safe, stay warm. Peace. I only seem to write when the words, they don't come to me. I'm staring at this page and I swear it stares back at me. Read between the lines, see the blank and all the happenings. It's been 35 and I ain't even wrote like half a thing. Rhymes that make sense, but more lines that didn't. I was walking with my headphones, heavy bumping pivot. Simplistic white pages, they dreaming we were famous. They say they like the cadence, mark the summers like cicadas. And features, those ain't favors. My mood rings an alligator. Spit like Vader with the saber, steady kicking it like Prater. Staring at white pages. It's habitual behavior, check the flavor, that's some sage advice But confidence a great disguise, and certain lines are idolized Like yeah, I'm fine and I don't mind, it's out of sight, it's out of mind And I've been dwelling on my past just to see what I can find Lost and found memories of places I designed And my imagination's different now, but I swear that